One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. All right, Rick Stroud with Eduardo Encina, and we are in New Orleans where Hurricane Sally, soon to be Hurricane Sally, is approaching. Hopefully it can wipe away the stench of this one. I don't remember an opening day uh, more anticipated, probably around the league, not just in Tampa, uh, than this one with Tom Brady and Drew Brees. And even though there were no fans, there was still this excitement about what we were going to see. That was a that was bad football. That was bad ball again. And outside of the first drive, Ed, I, I can't remember much that they did that well. Yeah, I mean, it seemed in a lot of ways, you know, we've, Rick, you and I have seen a lot of the way this team loses games. And, you know, like you said, beyond that first drive where, you know, so many good vibes were created really quickly, um, it looked like the same old yucks, you know. And uh, and the big part of that is them just kind of shooting themselves in the foot. And it, whether it was, you know, bad field position, the interceptions, uh, blocked field goals, uh you know, just to basically, I mean, for most of the second half and kind of an inept offense and, you know, the, the, they that kind of overwhelms what at flashes was a well-played game, you know. But, um, again, seeing Tom Brady, uh, you know, do what he did in terms of, of running the team down that, that field 85 yards on that first drive, you're like, wow, this is, this is something different. And then, Again, we just saw the same stuff, and it, I, I think it really kind of started with those interceptions too. I mean, especially that pick six, Rick, and I think that you know the first possession of the second half, and you know a badly thrown ball behind Justin Watson um, that I think Marcus Williams cut, and you know had nothing but but green, uh, nothing but artificial turf on his way to the end zone. Here's the amazing thing that uh, that was Tom Brady's 14th or 15th regular season pick six but he's thrown three now in three games and if you include the postseason uh, of course his last throw for new england uh, was intercepted in the end zone or returned to the end zone for a touchdown yeah i agree you know we went back and looked and i guess as i was watching the game i didn't think brady was awful what he looked to me was was lost in the offense i mean we've seen tom brady play and we've written about what this offense was going to evolve to and we knew it was a collaboration but Bruce Arian said, look, he has the ball, so it's essentially where, where he goes with the ball I'm fine with. But it, it looked to me like Brady was, was sort of caught on a fence. Like instead of checking it down, which he which has been his game, um, he tried to throw the ball down the field a few times. And really, I only remember a couple of throws. There was one to Scotty Miller that was good. There was one deep down the field to Chris Godwin that he kind of gunned in there. Um, aside from that, you know, you didn't see Gronk. You didn't see the tight ends. O.J. Howard had one, I think, good good pass. Um, but there just weren't a lot of throws. And and he looked he looked out of sync, not just as, with his receivers, but kind of with the offense too. I, I think, you know, one thing we've heard from Tom over and over again as we've talked to him is that, you know, I think it was the other – last time we talked to him before this game, he was like, you know, I, try, I try to simplify that. And, you know, you if they're out – you know, if they're – 
you know, if, if they're inside, I throw outside. If they're outside, I throw inside. If they're if they're covering deep, I throw short. If I throw short, the, if they're covering short, I throw deep. You know, mm-hmm. and it and it, it it just seems like he just doesn't have. Maybe he's just still kind of developing that trust in these guys and this offense. You know, like you said, um, and, and you've written it many times about how much this team is going to be dictated by what Brady does. But you know, I mean, how, how many times have we talked about you know? Um, you know how much he likes to throw to the running backs, and how much of a comfort level that is. I think he threw four balls to to, to running backs today. Um, you know, and then you know his buddy Gronk only got one catch. Uh, you know, so much of this that, that we kind of put stock in all all training camp and all off season, it just doesn't look like it's it's um, it's flowing well. So, and you know, again, you know, I, I think some of it you can chalk it, and I think. And I think this whole thing is like it's going to play po- very poorly nationally. You know, every everyone's going to look like, oh man, Brady's washed up. You know, yeah. you know, it, 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 it's over. You know, and and you know, obviously they looked out of sync, and uh, you know, but obviously th- this is a thing. We 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 had the questions, Rick. We always knew kind of along that, you know, it might take a long, a little bit longer time for him to develop this chemistry of guys. The only thing we saw was, you know, what we saw at practice, and it is what it is. That's practice, you know. And when a really good football team comes up against you and is planning, a, a, you know, a defense against you, this is what you see. And they, when they're a really good team like the New Orleans Saints, you know, I think, you know, everyone in that locker room learned a lesson that, you know, maybe they're just not as good as, at least yet, as, as maybe everyone thinks they are. Yeah, and I mean, I didn't expect them to come out here, and you know, like Ryan Fitzpatrick did and put up, you know, 500 yards or four touchdowns, although that would have been nice. But by the same token, we've seen them practice, and, and, and maybe it's that there was no games. You know, I know Brady was nervous about the checks, about the communication. That shouldn't have been a problem today. First of all, let's, let's back up just a bit because we have the advantage of being in New Orleans. We're actually in the Mercedes-Benz uh, Superdome. You walked around town yesterday a little bit this morning. Um, it is the most eerie and, and un-NFL-like feeling you could have. I mean, we can imagine what the hype and what this city represents and what it would be for the Saints opening day with Tom Brady. And essentially, like, even the sound that they were supposed to play, the, the ambient noise really wasn't loud at all. It was, it was like, not even a, a hum. And they turned it off at, at, in, in between commercials. I think, you know, you got to make your own momentum. But in this game, they do feed off the energy of a crowd. There is, whether it's a crowd against you or not, there was no life on that sideline. And I think O.J. Howard said it best when, when he said, you got, you know, BYOJ, bring your own juice, you know, and there just wasn't any. Yeah, and, you know, first off, you know, walking around this town, it's, it's, it's really eerie thinking that this was a Saints, you know, home game Saturday, you know, because it was right. completely desolate. You know, no one really walking the streets. You maybe saw one or two people early in the morning getting breakfast in their Saints jerseys, but no one was around the dome. No one wanted any. You know, the city didn't want anyone by the dome. Um, and obviously, there's the backdrop of this tropical storm that's coming in tomorrow. But you know, regardless, this was going to be a lot different. And it's interesting because Rick, I, I know that when, when we had a couple scrimmages at, at Ray J, you know, they really pumped that noise loud. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I I had a headache from it that when when we. When we listened to it during that scrimmage at at, at Raymond James, so, but it, it the, the what what they had today was um, nothing in comparison to that. And like you said, there was no real momentum or real no tempo to 
to the game. And like I said, I, I thought it was amazing that they actually shut it down during the commercial breaks. Yeah. And you could literally hear guys talking in the huddle, you know, even as high up as, you know, in the 800 level that we were at. So um, just like that just takes away everything, you know, and uh, you already don't have the fans. You already look around and you're like, this is so weird because this place is probably one of the loudest places in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then you add almost something that's even more awkward to it in in this weird way that they pumped in sound. And, you know, Arians was like, he said he felt bad for the Saints. Not not that he should, but, you know, because it really didn't give them any sense of a home field advantage. Oh, and, um, you know, it, it basically, I think he said it, Tom Brady said it, you know, it basically felt like a practice. It felt like a scrimmage. You know, Arians said that they've had practices that were louder than that with the noise that they pump in. So um, it was really weird and, Again, like it'll be interesting to see what we see at Ray J next week, but um, if it, Bruce Arians has anything to say with it, it'll be a, a little bit louder. It'll be louder, and there also will be more scoreboard interaction. Like there wasn't even like you know, even you go to the Trop and, you, and they do such a good job in baseball that even the players kind of feel that soundtrack is normal with you know uh, the the PA system with the at bat and the music and different things between innings and whatnot. Um, this was just dead silence. It was eerie, and it didn't feel like the NFL at all. At least I don't know how it played on TV. We'll figure that out. I'm sure it was the most highly rated game um, of the year, um, or at least you know uh, for an opener, and, and it just, just wasn't good. What was good, though, I went back and looked, and, and um, even though they, they blew a coverage at a critical point of the game, which was a huge mistake, but the Bucks defense, like if I had told you, what if I told you, this is like the 30 for 30, what if I told you that Drew Brees would throw for 160 yards? Okay, that's it, 160. Um, that the you know that, that Alvin Kamara would rush for like 15 yards on 12 carries and his long would be five or something like that. Or, or you know, that Michael Thomas would have three catches for about 17 yards. I mean, if, if I told you that, you'd say, well, how many points did they win by? Those are the three big weapons that the Saints have, and it's not like they rushed for over 100 or that some receiver took the top off. This this offense did not really produce that much, and at times the Bucks' defense was dominant, I thought. Yeah, so there was a sequence there right after the pick six, right? They go down 24-7, to seven, and the Bucks' defense – Shuts down the Saints' offense for three straight drives. I think there were, yeah. you know, one six-play drive and two three-and-outs, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what they needed to do. It was almost like they had captured momentum a little bit, but the offense couldn't take advantage of it. Um, and and you know, the, the Bucks' defense—they're going to wear it for this loss a little bit, but you know, because because those guys are. You know they're tired of looking at scoreboards and, and giving up and looking at they're outscored. You know, giving up thirty, forty points, but. Um, but, you know, they actually played really well. You know, the guy who has just toasted them for many years, Michael Thomas, only had seven, I think, 17 receiving yards, three catches. Mm-hmm. It was his lowest receiving yard game since 2017. Wow. And, uh, you know, like you said, they, they shut down Kamara running the ball. He he, he, he had a couple passes that, that he scored on, on a pass, that touchdown, that screen, um, and, and he had three touchdowns. But for the most part – they shut down the running game. I think it was 84 yards, which is basically what, what these guys do with the rush defense. Um, Levante David and Devin White played remarkably. Uh, How many lo- tackles for losses? Did yeah, but between between the two of them, they had 22 tackles. Levante had uh, a couple tackles for a loss. He had a quarterback hit. 
Uh, he almost got. Uh, he was one of the only guys who really got to Breeze. Uh, the only sacked by Jason Pierre-Paul. By Jason Pierre-Paul, which is something that you know we know that Breeze gets rid of the ball quickly, but you know when you don't have that as a part of the game, and over the past couple of years they haven't had a part of that. You know, Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul struggle to get to the quarterback, yeah. um, and then you know the, the biggest probably mistake I thought of the whole game was on that fourth and what was it fourth and two. You know, you know that the, the noise isn't a factor, yep. and no you know, hurt. you know, you know, Drew Brees is going to hard count, and Vita Vea jumps, and and that was just such a, a a backbreaker, because you know you're about to, you know, those fourth down plays, you know, well, they're probably going to punt, right? But you know, they 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 still, if they can force even force a punt on that play, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it keeps getting the momentum in their favor, and they just totally blew that play. And you know, so it's it's not the fact that these guys didn't play well. There were a few mess tackles, you know, uh, but the, you know the defense as a whole, I thought, played pretty dang well. You know, like there's one play where uh, you know Jamil Dean gets his hand on a pass, it goes over, and it kept, goes into a guy's hands. Obviously, obviously, the Breeze had that pump fake that I think I think it was Dean again who kind of bit on it, and 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 uh, Cook had that long long gain late. But for the most part, I thought they played really well and were kind of up to the task for this game, and especially considering how they've struggled in the past against this team. You know, right. Shaq Barrett came into the week talking about how you know, we just felt like they were always kind of a step ahead. They were always a couple scores ahead. And they kind of were today, but I still think that this defense played better than, than what you're really going to see when you kind of look at at, at, at the plays and stuff like that, because when you look at the numbers, they really kind of shut, like you said, Breeze, Thomas, Camara, all their big weapons down. Yeah, had less than 100 yards rushing. And, uh, you know, when, when we came in, we were also wondering about Tristan Wirfs, right? He was a rookie making his first start at right tackle, going against Cam Jordan, who they move around, um, and then also Antoine Winfield. Um, Winfield might have made, you know, a mistake or two, <clears throat> to say the least, but um, overall – he also made some plays, and Tristan Wirfs jumped off sides one time, which which certainly hurt them. He he blew the snap count. He was not the problem. The problem was the other tackle, the guy that you're paying fourteen and a half million dollars to, the guy that thought about opting out. Look, I mean Donovan Smith. They were very honest with him, and we talked to uh, you know the offensive line coach in in training camp. And he said, you know, Donovan knows he didn't play well last year. He gave up five sacks, a whole bunch of pressures. They're paying him a, a plenty of money, and yet, I mean, he got you know Hendrickson went around him and he sacked him, and then one time Jordan uh, did the same and, and got a hit on Brady. You know, you can't have your left tackle right being somebody that Brady can't trust, and you wonder at this age with his lack of mobility anyway, um, if that wasn't a factor a few times because one time and you mentioned it like on third down, he just threw the ball away almost before. Anybody really got to him, you know? So they got to get better on the offensive line and and in the run game. Um, you know, Ronald Jones is their starting back. He got the, the bulk of the carries. You know, on the first drive, he was sort of a workhorse, but overall he was just under four yards a carry. you got to get more with Tom Brady, a quarterback, out of your running game unless you want him to throw it like he did today 35 times. Yeah, I think that was – when we talk about developing that trust, I think that – Brady went away from some of those those plays, those check down plays, the running backs, because he saw it really wasn't working, you know, and 
you know, it's one thing to gain three or four yards on one of those plays, but then it puts you behind, and then all of a sudden you're at three, third and six, second and, eight, you know, yeah. second and eight, something like that. And, and then you, you, it's a totally different ball game when, you, when you're calling plays. And so uh, I think he kind of got away from it. And, you know, as much as we talked about these running backs and everything that they they have is, you know, we didn't see very much at all of – LaShawn McCoy, and we did. I think he blew one block that was really yeah, costly. He missed, he missed the pickup. And, um, you know, Leonard Fournette, you know, we saw him a little bit. He had one, like, nice run, maybe two. But, but yeah, a nice catch out of the backfield. But, you know, it's interesting how, you know, that that really wasn't a facet. And, you know, I, I think, you know, as we look at this team, you know, that's got to be a big part of it. You know, it's got to be for Brady's comfort and just for the balance of this offense. It's funny because, you know, that first drive – they ran the ball seven times, right? And he only threw like it was only two passes, but I think that there were a couple pass interference calls, so it's technically four passes. But you know, it was a majority run drive, you know. And the the, the plays that they got big chunks on were pass plays, so you can do that when when yeah when when you're doing it. But when it keeps on getting these kind of small two three yard gains, um, you're not keeping anyone honest. So. I think that that's kind of a thing that they've obviously got to improve on. One, for Brady's trust. I think this all comes down to Brady's trust. Who can he trust? Who can he get the ball to? And I think right now he's kind of looking at it and being like, man, like, you know, who who can I trust? You know, Chris Godwin had a really good game. You know, he's he's he's, he's, he's dependable. How about Scotty Miller? Scotty Miller had a really good game. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, those do those guys become his go-to guys. So, um, but obviously, you got to get Evans a little bit more involved in this thing. I know that you know Arians, was, was Arians and Brady were talking about how the, the value of the pass interference calls they got. But still, you know, like that's one of the top receivers in the NFL. You got to make, you got to have him make plays and get in the end zone. And one one reception for two yards for a late garbage time touchdown, it, it doesn't fit. Well, and the thing is, we've seen Marshawn Lattimore shut down. Mike Evans before. Now, Mike, before that catch, um, I think at 88 out of 90 games, he's had at least one catch in a game. The two that he hadn't, Marshawn Lattimore was the corner. And they got into it. Like, it, it got to be real physical, and there was an altercation that I thought Mike was also going to draw a penalty for. Um, they actually, you know, caught Marshawn pushing him in the back in the first time, and then Mike turned around and blew his helmet off. Um, but that's a battle, and, and Lattimore – to be honest with you, the last few times they've played, I think, has gotten the best. Now, how much was Mike Evans, uh, you know, hamstring bothering him? He came out early. Uh, he did some stretching. He did some running with uh, Bobby Slater, the trainer. Fist pumped him, said, you know, it looked like he was he was fine. And he did play the whole game. It wasn't like they, you know, they pitch counted him or anything. They, they had him out there. But you're right. That passing game has to run through Mike Evans. You know, Chris Godwin can lead them in receptions if he wants to again. But Mike Evans has to be the guy that the rotation comes and and the safeties are not sitting in the middle of the field uh, for you know trying to bracket other people up. And I I thought that Mike should have had a bigger day. And of course the two pass interference penalties were big, um, but not not enough catches for the targets that that he should get. Um, and let's just say it. I mean, it's one game. Uh, you know, Tom Brady has played a lot of football in twenty twenty one years now. And he's lost games. I remember in 03, um, their Patriots team went into Buffalo and got beat 31 to nothing the first game. They ended up winning, losing one more game all year and won the Super Bowl. So these things happen in opening day. Uh, I think that Peyton and Bre- Breeze had the advantage because they have 215 games together. And we thought about this, that, hey, you know, early in the season, especially game one, this might not look so good. 
But they got to play Carolina at home next week. And Carolina, I, I believe Bridgewater played pretty well. I, I think they won. I'm not sure how that score ended up. But regardless, they're not going to lay down for them. And Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're right. As we're doing this podcast and you're listening to it probably on Monday morning, the national TV shows are going to say what? Skip Bayless? Tom Brady's done. You know, everybody else, Tom Brady's done. All those weapons. And I and I sense from Brady, tell me if I'm wrong, his pride was hurt tonight because Tom is all about his, you know his uh, his accomplishments. I mean, he's not a you know he's a team guy, and so he talks. He, he took all the blame, and you know he um, he kind of fell on the sword. But this is going to hurt him because, oh by the way, Bill Belichick won with Cam Newton at quarterback. And that's always going to be the litmus test every week, right? It's not going to be about how many yards Cam Newton threw for. I think he ran for the most yards since Steve Grogan in New England for a quarterback. But it's going to be about who – yeah, it's going to – right. It's going to be a Super Bowl shuffle guy. Uh, the, the, the Bears beat him in the Super Bowl. But that's what this is going to come down to, right? How much do you think Brady – and this is, this is what they have him here for – how miserable! It's all fun and games in training camp. We're you know Juice and Scooter and you know we're calling all these guys J Mick and all this stuff. What do you think his pissed off rate is going to be this week in practice with those guys now? Yeah, it's got to be completely different, you know, because you're right. It, it does the the switch turns no matter what during regular season. And when you, it's a lot different. And I know it's one week. But it's a lot different being 0 and 1 than it is 1 and 0 because because oh, yeah. then you're worried about 0 and 2. And then when you hit 0 and 2, then 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 you're worried about 0 and 3. And then and and you know, I mean if they don't go out there and be the Carolina Panthers, I like I know that you know Teddy Bridgewater is a good quarterback and Chris McCaffrey one of the one of the you know top, you know, th- all-around threats in the league, but you know, the Panthers defense is you know, one that's entirely being rebuilt. They've got totally. some some big young guys there, so they should be able to exploit them there. Um, but you're right. I mean, like, let's face it, Brady. We we know this from even the brief time we've covered him. Brady's bigger than everything, right? And so, you know, along with that comes everything that's on his shoulders. Along with that is is the pressure of the the you know everything that he and Belichick have created, right? And so, you know. There's got to be, even for the, the most confident man in the world, and I, I'm sure Tom Brady is among them, that you're you're walking in, you know, you're going to sleep tonight thinking to yourself, okay, <laughs> this wasn't good. This is really good. How do I regroup? And the thing is, you know, we know, you know, the best Brady teams get better as, they, as the season goes along. They do. You know, and, and I think this is the big thing. You know, this is the big the big test, you know, um, is, is how – you know, he talks a lot and he talks a lot in this way because he's really good at not really saying much, but he talks about the process a lot. And the, the process here is how do you learn from this one? How, how do you knowing that this is the first game, this is the first time you've really been on the field together as a team. And, you know, you played a really good team, too, um, and, 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 and wrap your head around it and get better knowing that 
you know, you have the Carolina Panthers in coming in, and they're a team too, and they're going to come just like everyone else. And you know, they might even have bigger motivations because you know they know they're they're coming in here probably as an underdog, you know, and you know they have the opportunity to and to knock down Tom Brady another notch, you know. So um, you know, this is this is the curse of being the guys who have the microscope on them and and um, you know who everyone's looking at. And like you said, I mean, like we said. He's, they're going to get hit hard on Monday morning. They're going to get hit so hard, so hard, and it's easy to do, right? Because, Absolutely. because, because you know, failure is, is is what everyone looks at. But this is where I'm going to be really interested in seeing the resolve of Tom Brady and you know just this whole thing that we've talked about all training camp, which is raising the standard and you know all the you know all the the teaching and and everything that that he has you know supposedly brought to this organization from the first day he entered the building and, and even before he entered the building when he was having these, you know, huddles at at, uh, at, uh, at Berkeley Prep or talking to guys on the phone and all the stuff that he's known for. So um, th- this is, this will be, like, I honestly think it actually gets a little bit more interesting, you know, because um, if if they came in here and beat the New Orleans Saints, you're just kind of riding high, right? Well, the hype would be Right, huge, yeah. but I think, I think in terms of interest, like, to, to, for you and me, as we cover this team moving forward, I think it actually gets a little bit more interesting because you know now we see, you know, we see the punch in the mouth, and now we have to see how they how they come back from it. As Mike Tyson says, everybody has a plan. Do they get hit? Um, <clears throat> no, I think you know Brady was asked this too about you know he hasn't lost many opening days, but he has lost some before, and he says, look, I've lost games. It's not I don't like losing. I, it, it stinks. I think what really stung him was that he felt responsible for for the plays that he made that contributed to it, and and people are always going to look to try to take him down. But here's the thing: we've never seen a 43 year old quarterback try to do what he's doing. I mean, who are we measuring him against? Himself, right? right. I mean, basically, like you'd say, well, no, of course, of course, he's not going to be effective because no one can be effective at 43. Or you could say, wait a minute, he's Tom Brady, and and Tom Brady is a different guy altogether, and who's to say he can't do it? And somewhere in there is the truth, but I'm with you. I think I think they caught a little bit of Brady during the game. I, I think they saw what his real intensity is. He's been intense in practice. He's yelled at some guys. Nothing like he is during a football game. And his key word was urgency. We're going to find out, you know, who has urgency. And this is the thing, Ed. This is what's hard about what he's doing. This team has lost for years, Okay. They know, you know, the, the the sun comes up the next day, or the day after. Um, there's no expectations here. There is this year only because of Tom Brady, and what he has brought. But the Bucks players themselves, you can almost hear it, like sort of like, yeah, we can't beat ourselves. Yeah, when we stop doing that, we'll be okay. Oh, it's a long season. It's one all the cleat. We've heard all of this, and we've heard it for year after year after year. Levante David is one of the best players in the NFL. But God bless him, he can't say anything except, yeah, man, we got to stop beating ourselves. He's done this for 10 years, and nothing ever seems to change. So the word accountability, who's going to hold these guys accountable? Because I'll tell you what, special teams, they were bad. They were really – I mean, at one point, Mickens and Edwards, Mike Edwards collide in the ball – comes loose 
good teams have good special teams yes, play yes, because field you. field position is so important Absolutely. with these games. Like it's it's like people don't understand how big of a difference it is. The you know, percentage of how and, far you drive. Right, and, and and they just put themselves in a hole with not just with the turnovers, but like punt coverage, like. For a team like this, if you're going to give away the ball twice, you can't let up 18-yard punt returns no. to get you to midfield, no. which is what they did. And you definitely can't, you know, collide with the punt returner, you know, deep in deep in your own end. You know, it's like it's mistakes like that. You can't get a punt, pick a kick blocked. You know, right. and and so like so like when you combine all those things, man, you're just giving them the ball with like here you go, yeah. and and, the, and again going back to the defense. You know, and I'm gonna be a I, I'm gonna be a, a Bucks defense stand for for this year. I feel like, but like, you know, they when you're pinched up against your own end, as much as this team has been and even was today in day one of the Tampa Tampa Bay Tampa Bucks Bay. area, like you know, you're not gonna win games. You almost have to be perfect, and you know, most nights you can't when you uh, put your pin yourself you know deep as often as they did. What Tom Brady found out was probably what Peyton Manning found out, although God bless him, he went to two Super Bowls. What he's attempting to do is really, really hard. And I don't I don't think you can even quantify how hard it is. I don't think he knew until tonight. I don't I don't think he actually understood that, you know what, everything is different. Like the players are different, the culture is different, I'm different, uh, the offense is different, the language, the way we call things and at some point, he's going to have to get back to being the Tom. And that's the thing. You can talk to Joe Montana when he went to the Chiefs, or you can talk to these guys, um, you know, Peyton Manning and went to the, to the Broncos. They all expect you to be the guy that won the six Super Bowls. You are not supposed to be less than that. And, and on Sunday, he was, and he's going to get, you know, the heck knocked out of him, not that he cares about social media and things like that, or even this podcast, to say the least. Um but I'm really interested to see how they bounce back. Now, if they go out there and, and, and just do Carolina, which isn't supposed to be a good football team this early, but, but might be better than them, then they go to Denver and all is forgiven, right? And then you come home and play the Rams. Um, it's not an easy schedule, but you just got to navigate the month of September and get better each week. Uh, nobody, nobody, there were, they didn't suffer any cataclysmic injuries. I saw Nunez Roches go down one time. So they're they're relatively healthy. Mike Evans made it through the game. We'll find out on on today as to who's injured or not. But this is a this is a good football team. It's not a great one that that played badly. And the biggest surprise is the quarterback may have been the the biggest offender. And I'm thinking, what is Jameis Winston as he's sitting on that sideline? What is he thinking during that game? Um. Yeah, <laughs> to be to be in in Jameis Winston's head at that point would be because uh, one, you know the comp- we know one thing we do know about Jameis is the competitive side of him and how much of a competitor he is. Oh, he wants to win. He he loved just being on that sideline on a winning sideline. Yes, he could have yes. he could have held a, a, a clipboard and the the Microsoft Surface for all game, but he loved that part. Of it. But a little part of him also had to be thinking like, mm-hmm. hey, you, you think this is that easy? <laughs> You know, you think you know, not so easy. I, I know, I know. I, I live this. So, but you know, it's it's funny, Rick. Going back to this thing, is that like, you know, accountability, winning attitude, all this stuff is great to talk about. Yep, you got to do. But it. but when you lose, losing mentalities are hard to get out of. Like you said, 
it's hard to do because you're so used to it, you know. And there was a time, you know, after, you know, in that second half where Brady drove him down the field, a quick score, and you're kind of like, you know, maybe maybe they got a little bit something, but 20, then they twenty four seventeen. But yeah, but then the, you know the, the the punt muff and you know some other things happen where you know it kind of just goes back to the same you know losing ways, a lot of hanging heads on the sideline, and you know this is gonna be as everyone you know with all due respect to Bruce Arians when they meet again on Tuesday, yeah. everyone's gonna be looking at one guy. And it's yeah. going to be Tom Brady. Yeah. And they're like, okay, you know, you're our leader. What do you got to say? How are we going to get out of this? Yeah. Yeah, and, again, it's one game, but, um, you know, it, it's not obviously not the way you want to start the season. Well, Tom's got to fix Tom, and that's what he said he's going to try to do. We'll see how they bounce back. We're going to talk to Bruce Arians later today in his press conference and get his thoughts after he has a chance to digest this miserable tape. But the Bucks start – 0-1, which is not the surprise, but just did not play well, and their quarterback did not play well. And now we got to get out of New Orleans and beat the Tropical Storm home, uh, and uh, hopefully everybody will be safe here, but um, I guess their timing is good that way. At least they at least they beat the storm. So for Ed Encina from New Orleans, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Thanks for listening to Sports Day Tampa Bay. We'll talk to you tomorrow. 